Influencing popular culture, politics, and everything in between. The local station takes you ringside as we discuss the crazy world that is professional wrestling. This is Going Ringside with The Local Station. Hello and welcome to Going Ringside. I'm your host, Scott Johnson. If you're not familiar with our show, we launched last year and put out an episode every week about pro wrestling. We're kind of a hybrid podcast and wrestling talk show. We've had some of the top stars in the world on the show, including Tony Storm, Becky Lynch, and Swerve Strickland. And some of the top legends of all time, including Scott Steiner, Ron Simmons, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Abdullah the Butcher. We've also tackled a lot of hard subjects in the wrestling world, including the tragedy of the Von Erich family. We were live for six hours with a camera in the courtroom for the criminal sentencing of Tammy Sitch, a.k.a. Sonny, for DUI manslaughter. We've done full episodes on both the Chris Benoit and Jimmy Snuka murder cases, and we did a deep dive into the federal indictment of Ted DiBiase Jr. But it's not all serious stuff. We also did a look back at the history of Donald Trump in pro wrestling and brought in political analysts to look at what it would be like if Dwayne Johnson does actually run for president in the future. We also sat down with the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, to analyze a potential cage fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. All these episodes are available now for free. Just search Going Ringside on YouTube, Google, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You don't need to sign up for anything to watch. And today, we're excited to be joined by All Elite Wrestling owner, the guy behind me, Tony Khan. Our studio, where I'm sitting right now, is based in Jacksonville, Florida, right across the river from AEW headquarters, where they share facilities with Khan's other venture, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars utilize Everbank Stadium, and AEW utilizes a venue called Daly's Place, which is connected to the stadium. This Wednesday, AEW returns to Daly's Place for Dynamite and Rampage on January 10th. I think tickets are still available. In fact, that was where AEW called home during much of the pandemic when other sports leagues like the NBA and WWE did not have fans. AEW did in the open-air Daly's Place. Remember when WWE used those giant Zoom monitors to have fans virtually? Well, AEW had them in person. We talked to Tawany about those local things and a lot of other things that are important in the wrestling industry and his company. Just to name a few, the current status of former champion MJF, the status of their media rights deal with Warner Brothers Discovery, and how they were able to lure Adam Copeland away from WWE where he had a 25-year history in AEW. We also talk about some of their current top stars, like current champions Samoa Joe, Christian Cage, and Tony Storm. So without further ado, here's our interview with AEW owner, Tony Khan. Well, thank you for joining us on this special edition of Going Ringside. And we couldn't be happier to have the owner of All Elite Wrestling with us today, the one and only Tony Khan. Tony, thank you for joining us today. It's great to see you, Scott. Thanks for having me on your show. Well, we're so excited to be, I mean, you were the man of the hour that everyone's talking about constantly so there's so much to talk about and and first right now um i don't want to bury the headline we're in jacksonville where we broadcast from right now you guys are doing your florida tour you have a big show coming up this wednesday january the 10th yeah it's AEW's homecoming because jacksonville is where we launched AEW five years ago 
This week marks five years since we first announced the formation of AEW, and we're a local Jacksonville business. We're based here. We have a lot of staff here, including myself and the whole office, and I think it's really cool that we're coming back to Daly's Place this Wednesday, January 10th, and Daly's Place is the home of AEW. We really started here, and we've done more shows in Daly's Place than any other venue, but it's been a long time since we've been here. And this is going to be one of the most important shows because the company's grown so much. This past year, we broke the world record for the most tickets ever sold for a pro wrestling event, AEW All In in London. We sold 81,035 tickets. And a lot of the fans have seen the Jags games over there in the same stadium, Wembley Stadium. And it was the exact same kind of crowd, packed stadium, and one of the iconic venues. So it was really cool. But it means a lot to me personally because of, obviously, my connection here 12 seasons in the nfl and my family's connection with the jaguars and i've worked here in this office for 12 years it's a much nicer jaguars offices than when we started and i'm very grateful to the community for supporting AEW for all these years now five years since our launch so it's coming back for a homecoming show to celebrate and we're going to bring the very best of AEW, including the new world champion samoa joe we've got swerve strickland who is one of the real rising stars of AEW, Hangman Page, who's been a world champion and is in the mix right now, certainly with the top stars. We've got so many great stars. Uh, somebody I know you're a fan of, Scott, Timeless Tony Storm, the AEW Women's Oh, world absolutely, champion. yeah. We had Tony and on the show. She was great. Uh, she hadn't totally become timeless when we talked to her, but now everyone's talking about timeless Tony Storm. They can't get enough of her. And so I got to get to a headline, and I, and I know we were talking a little off uh, camera about Tony Storm, and she was kind of involved in something that everyone's been talking about about you. Tell me a little of the backstory of the media scrum in the last week, the hat and the sunglasses. People are wondering, what's Tony Khan dressed like that for? Well, if you watch the actual video, uh, you know, before before – that she had just put the hat and sunglasses she was wearing on me and uh timeless tony storms really an amazing character and so uh i ended up wearing her hat and sunglasses answering questions but she's unpredictable she's become one of the all-time personal favorites for me in terms of a pro wrestler and in terms of a character she's the AEW women's world champion and what a great star, Timeless Tony Storm, who is effectively a silent film star from maybe the 1930s yep. as opposed to now. Uh, and, you know, really throwing back to nearly 100 years ago, a different era. And her character is inspired by some of the real starlets and people who played even these really uh, iconic and in some cases even aging movie stars like Gloria Swanson, in Sunset Boulevard or Betty Davis in All About Eve. And these are the roles that really embody Timeless Tony Storm, but so much more. Tony, Timeless Tony Storm is such a great, great star. And I think she's so unpredictable. So you never know what will come with her. I know you've had some really nice conversations with Tony. Sure. So when Tony decided to become timeless in the wrestling world, you try things, some things work, some things don't work. This one worked. How do you know? How do you know think, when it works? It's a great question. I think you can tell when things are connecting with the fans. That's part of the job. And I think really trying to incorporate the fan feedback. We have so many of the great stars in wrestling here. And we have great examples of homegrown stars like Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, and, you know, is somebody that came in with a lot of experience. 
And we have people that have really taken their uh, time elsewhere and taken their experience and been able to relaunch their careers in AEW in addition to the great homegrown stars we have. And I think Timeless Tony Storm is a great example of somebody that has come in with a lot of experience and changed her character, changed her persona, and is more popular than she's ever been before now in AEW. So you just turned five as a company. Um, let me start by saying I remember interviewing you in 2019 at the original announcement with Jericho and others in front of TIA Bank Field at the time. Now it's Everbank Stadium. Um, a lot of buildup, a lot of excitement. Did you think it would be as successful as it was five years ago as you sit here today? Absolutely. I absolutely believed in AEW, and it's incredible what we've been able to achieve uh, through the years. And now to come back here, celebrate five years with the company in such a great position, coming off our biggest year ever, our biggest year for live events, pay-per-view, and bringing our flagship TV show here to Jacksonville for Wednesday night, Dynamite, this Wednesday, April, uh, excuse me, this Wednesday, January 10th. Uh, and, you know, I have to say, uh, for AEW, I love bringing the shows here, and I could see uh, coming back, too, regularly, and I want to come back often. And to come back for this show in particular, it's important. It signifies a really, really special date. Because again, you mentioned that interviewing myself, interviewing Jericho in the parking lot of the stadium right outside of Daly's Place five years ago. And it's five years ago this week. So to come back now and have the company coming off a year where we've expanded live events, we've now added more television. We started in the first year with only two hours every Wednesday, which we still do, this bringing Wednesday Night Dynamite, our flagship show, back this Wednesday, January 10th, to Daly's Place. But also, uh, it's really important uh, that we uh, note that we've expanded. Now we have five hours of television. So we're producing Saturday Night Collision and Friday Night Rampage now. We've had Rampage at Daly's Place, and we're going to have it again and film uh, Rampage for next week here on Wednesday. So both shows, Wednesday Night Dynamite and Rampage, will be filmed in Daly's Place, which is special. We've still never brought Saturday Night Collision to Jacksonville. That's something I would really like to do. So stay tuned sometime. I'll definitely be making sure we get Collision to Jacksonville because all the other AEW shows, especially Dynamite, have so much great history here. And the city of Jacksonville has been so great to AEW. So well, it, you it, mentioned... You mentioned TV, and we got to get to that because that's a big topic of conversation in the wrestling world right now. As far as TV deals, you're doing great with Warner Brothers Discovery uh, on TNT and TBS. And there's been a lot of discussion of, of contract renewals and things of that nature. Can you tell me where AEW right now is with respect to its TV deals? It's a great question. It's coming up for the biggest year ever. I think by the end of 2024, we're going to know a uh, long-term home for AEW going forward. And we're Looking at now, it's been over four years, going on five years since we launched on TNT and then TBS. And we do now five hours of TV every Wednesday on TBS and every Friday and Saturday on TNT. And it's a great question because I think it affects the entire pro wrestling ecosystem. And it's something we're going to be following very closely. And I can't really say anything except that Warner Brothers Discovery have been great partners and will continue to be great partners through 2024. And uh, very excited to have another great year there. And uh, it's 
certainly going to be a very exciting contract here for AEW and all of the exciting possibilities. And there's a lot to look forward to in this year. It's a big year, 2024, for so many reasons. One of the discussions with Warner Brothers Discovery has been the possibility of a WWE contract. Are you aware of that? Is there anything to that from your perspective? Uh, Scott, uh, it's part of sports. I mean, I think everybody discusses contracts and, and free agency and things of that nature. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I think everybody's aware that everybody's going to be talking to everybody in media this coming year. So uh, there'll be certainly a lot of opportunities. Uh, and I think, you know, we've had a great history at Warner Brothers Discovery, continue to produce great ratings. So I think we'll be uh, in a very good position next year. I want to talk about your biggest, most exciting headlines from the past year. And I'd love to know how it happened. That would be the signing of Adam Copeland. He arrived, I think, I want to say it was uh, later this, latter half of this year. And there was discussion for months. Will Adam Copeland go to AEW? Will he go? The rated R superstar finally makes his appearance. Um, and we'll get to Christian Cage in a bit. But how did that deal come about? Can you say? Well, absolutely. I think the timing of it was we had a pay-per-view October 1st, and it was right around then Adam Copeland's contract expired. And he reached out to me and, and also, uh, you know, really for me, the timing of it made a lot of sense to have Adam Copeland come into AEW. He's one of the greatest wrestling stars in the world. And I believe Adam Copeland is somebody who, you know, still delivers the best matches and brings fans from all over the world to AEW. So it's an honor having Adam Copeland in AEW. And the Rated Art Superstar has renewed his rivalry and his great history with Christian Cage, the patriarch of AEW, the TNT champion. And having those two in AEW, it's something really special. Well, we were kind of wondering, would it be a rivalry at the time? We had known they had such a historical friendship. And then they hug in the middle of the ring. And Christian Cage says into his ear, go, expletive of yourself. Did that just kind of throw everyone off that this is not going to be the fanciful friendship we were maybe expecting? I think it threw the fans off. I mean, we're telling a story. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, for us, it's something that, has been through the weeks, one of the most exciting elements of AEW has been uh, the twists and turns between Christian Cage and Adam Copeland, including at World's End, where uh, Christian Cage really taking advantage of his family, taking advantage of the patriarchy. We've seen Christian Cage as a manipulative guy, and one of the real top villains in all of pro wrestling is Christian Cage, the TNT champion, and he will keep his belt by any means necessary, as we saw at world's end and he is still the champion even though adam copeland had the title uh for fleeting moments just but that's, fleeting. yeah it wasn't long at all well that's how christian cage works and uh it's really exciting to see the adam copeland christian cage story playing out on awt tv every week on tnt and tbs and uh something to look forward to next wednesday this january 10th coming up days from now in jacksonville I do need to ask you about a headline I woke up to. I want to say it was New Year's Day or shortly thereafter. I wake up and I see all of our wrestling media, MJF, removed from the AEW on-screen roster. Can you address that and tell me what that's about? Yeah, I can say that MJF were, certainly has been a great part of AEW for the first five years. And through those five years, certainly he's been one of our great homegrown stars I referred to earlier. And uh, he's somebody we really value, and I would love to have MJF in AEW in the future. Uh, should 
the contractual uh, situation allow. So that is some, that is an ongoing discussion. Well, certainly MJF, we somebody would love to have an AEW going forward, and has been a great wrestler and a great champion for us. I want to talk to you about uh, another Jacksonville item. The stadium you're sitting in right now, the city of Jacksonville is looking to possibly rehab the stadium in a major way. Almost it'd be like a brand new stadium. Obviously, your other team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, this would be important to them. But I want to ask you about the AEW. And could AEW, which just came off the biggest sport pro wrestling event in history in Wembley Stadium, a brand new or sparkling new NFL stadium, could AEW utilize that? It's very interesting. I mean, certainly uh, Everbank Stadium has been great for AEW with the Stadium Stampede event. And I think the Stadium Stampede has a great history uh, here in Jacksonville. So that's something I would love at some point. But certainly for me, uh, I am focused on uh, what we're doing on the field and uh, really not that involved in, you know, new stadium and those kinds of things. But for me, uh, really exciting year for the Jaguars. And I continue to focus on the statistics, the analytics. Uh, this is my 12th season uh, working on the football analytics for the Jaguars. And I have to say that uh, these last couple of years have probably been the most rewarding, uh, you know, to uh, have us be in the position we're in right now and to have uh, really these last few years with Doug Peterson working with Doug and Trent has been great and very excited for this weekend for the Jaguars and all the Jaguars fans. You brought up the stadium stampede, one of your more iconic matches in AEW. This is in the middle of the pandemic. You guys are scrambling, you know, to keep yourself on the air and you did it better than any company in the world, practically. Talk to me about how this stadium stampede, this 10 man tag team match on a football field. How did that idea come about? It was just an idea of really, uh, as you said, had to really think differently and come up with new ideas, new creative possibilities with the limited places you could do it and limited crowds in the pandemic, the early going. And it was really here in Jacksonville that we were the epicenter, AEW and the Jaguars, of bringing back live events because it wasn't long after we did the stadium stampede in May 2020 where AEW started bringing back fans safely. And we did it in the outdoor stadium. We had no known COVID transmissions and we brought back live events here in Jacksonville. AEW, one of the first places in the world where you could see a live event. We did these Wednesday night dynamite shows, just like we're bringing here, but we broadcast it every week and we did shows on TNT and TBS. And really uh, Daly's Place, some of the most iconic moments have been there. And at one point, uh, really, in the summer of 2020, AEW was the first place to bring fans back. We did 25% live capacity, so fans out there in the, in the stands. And again, no known COVID transmissions. And then just a couple months later, the Jaguars and the Chiefs, when we opened NFL season, there were only two teams in the NFL that had uh, fans in the stands in the entire NFL for the opening week in 2020, and it was the Jaguars and the Chiefs. And so Jacksonville, one of the only two places in the NFL uh, that you could see a live football game in the first week of the NFL season. And so we've been a forerunner of also, you know, taking care of the fans as much as we can here in Jacksonville and trying to make a great live event experience and also showcase Jacksonville all over the world and AEW now on in over 150 countries. So when we bring the event here next Wednesday to Jacksonville, just days from now, January 10th, it's a big thing that will be seen all over the world by millions of people.
You've had some losses. Uh, we, we spoke of it on MJF, and I know Kenny Omega is nursing an injury right now. So those are big losses uh, currently on screen this week for the company. Uh, big stars coming. I mean, you you have developed Swerve Strickland and others in the last year. Talk to me about kind of the star power that we can be expecting on AEW programming over the next 12 months. Well, you can expect a lot of star power. AEW has some of the biggest stars in wrestling. You mentioned Swerve Strickland, who's a great star. This is the world champion, Samoa Joe. The Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta. That's a great group. Uh, very excited to get Kenny Omega back. AEW has so many top homegrown acts, you know, stars like the Acclaimed. And a lot of stars who came to AEW that we talked about, like Timeless Tony Storm, and rebuilt themselves here. Or Swerve is a great example of that. Or John Moxley, frankly. And I think there's so many great stars in AEW. Certainly at the top of the list, and one of the most important people to talk about is Sting. We're coming yes. up on Sting's last pro wrestling match. This is major. Yeah. It's really important. And I think... It's really now in the countdown. Every match Sting has is one of the final matches Sting's ever going to do. And to have Sting have his final match coming up March 3rd on pay-per-view in Greensboro. And we have a huge crowd coming for that. And on top of that, knowing that it's Sting's final match and that we have uh, this show coming up this Wednesday, I can guarantee you this will be Sting's final match ever in Jacksonville, which is important because this is where Sting also had his first live match in front of fans in seven years to come back at Daly's place at double or nothing. So I guess it would be about maybe about six years, probably between uh, when Sting had retired and when he came back to wrestling. And, and then now we're coming up on three years and Sting is undefeated in AEW. So he'll be looking to keep that streak going. And if, he can keep it going, it, you know, it would really be something, but they have a huge match coming up this week in Jacksonville that's probably the toughest match uh, Sting and Darby have ever had since Sting came back. Darby last week wrestled Takeshita in an amazing match on Dynamite, and Takeshita beat Darby straight up, no interference. Uh, just a great, great wrestling match like we've been seeing on AEW every week. And now uh, Don Callis, Takeshita's manager and business advisor, said that they want to be the ones to end the Sting undefeated streak. I think they want to get Darby back in the ring. And they saw uh, Takeshita and Darby, and they want to be the ones now with Takeshita's partner, Powerhouse Hobbs, great example of a homegrown star who developed here in Jacksonville through the pandemic, through all the events, over 100 events we did here in Jacksonville during that time. And you mentioned that the final match for Sting will be in Greensboro. Greensboro obviously makes me think of another star we've seen, Ric Flair. Can you talk to me about uh, how things have been going with Rick, the decision to bring him back, and, and the importance of having him there for Sting? Well, it's great to have Ric Flair in AEW and to have Ric Flair be a part of his final matches for Sting, but also... Uh, it's been a great sponsorship opportunity for AEW and, uh, you know, Ric Flair's a, a mogul and uh, it's certainly somebody who is uh, involved in a lot of businesses as an entrepreneur. So Ric Flair's Woo Energy is a great sponsor and Ric Flair is a great legend of pro wrestling and having him appear and having him there with Sting for these final matches, it's really something special. Rick put on social media a few weeks ago, he, he was frustrated because a lot of the social media garbage that's out there, frankly. 
you deal with it as an owner daily yourself, particularly in the wrestling sphere. What is that like? I mean, you can address both if you want to take anything on Rick, but just in general, you, you know, trying to run a company and you just have constant barrage of social media negativity out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of life now in 2024. So you're just going to see that. I think if, you know, part being in sports, that's part of what you sign up for. And it's a great life working in sports. It's I don't complain about it. I think I'm very fortunate. So I don't I don't really want to get tied up in it because you know, there's so many great things happening with the Jaguars and Fulham and AEW and have AEW coming back to Jacksonville. That's so awesome. So, you know, you can't really get tied up in that stuff and you got to enjoy what you're doing. I do. Um, and as far as you, you grew up a wrestling fan and then you turned into what you are. I mean, you're, you're running a major wrestling company right now. Can you believe this has happened to you? Well, it's great. I think, uh, you know, it's, been a lot of hard work to get here so i'm really proud of all the women and men in AEW that really made this happen i think first of all it's the fans and the wrestlers and the staff uh that we have you know throughout the years people with us and people who've been with us at times that have helped us get here and uh i think the fact that it started in jacksonville and it's coming back the same week we had our launch five years ago that's really cool. And that was by design. That's something we planned and wanted to do. And I'm very excited about the show. It's going to be a great crowd, a great moment uh, for AEW this Wednesday. And to come back again, to have Sting's final match ever in Jacksonville on TBS, no less, and have it on 150 countries all over the world. And you get to see that. That's pretty cool. And uh, it's going to be a big event. And to have some of the top stars in AEW, really a lot of big star power coming to this show. It's going to be very cool. I want to turn to something much more positive for you. And that's the football end of things. Uh, your team right now, the wrestling fans watching this aren't familiar, are the Jacksonville Jaguars. You guys have a very important weekend, a very important game up in Tennessee, possibly back-to-back -back, um, playoff wins since you and your father have become part of this organization uh playoff seasons rather talk to me about the importance of this weekend and the excitement for the team and where things are at right now it's a great time for the jaguars we're really excited to go to nashville it's a big game for the fans and for everyone at the jaguars the coaches and the staff and his players are so fired up and uh we have a great team and uh, the players have come together the last few years to make this a really great time in my opinion to be a Jaguars fan and as somebody who loves the team so much and has worked here for 12 years uh what's happened these last couple of years has been great and I know we have a, the my opinion the best fan base in the entire NFL and I think the Jaguars fans have a great reputation and the Jaguars fans they travel well they're well liked and they are a very educated fan base and the Jaguars fans deserve a winner and uh, it's been great winning games these past few years, and it's important to win uh, this weekend in Nashville for the Jaguars fans and for the community and for everybody who works here, especially these great players. And Tony, last but final, final thoughts before we go. I mean, we talked a little about it. 2024 is going to be a real restructuring year for the media landscape for pro wrestling. You've got a vibrant company that is now on the globe and now holds the record for, you know, attendance. Uh, really a feather in your guys' cap. I mean, what do you say to fans going into 2024? A lot of excitement, uh, any big names? I know Mercedes Monet is out there on the market. People are talking about all these different names. What can you say to fans going into 2024? 
I would say that I am very excited for 2024 for many reasons in and out of the ring. It's a great time. And uh, your dad's in the background. He just waved. I saw that. I saw dad just waved to the fans. And I think that's a great omen for 2024 right there. That's what you want to see. And the fact is we're coming off our biggest year ever. 2023 for AEW was our biggest year ever. We sold the most tickets by far ever in 2023. We broke a world record for the biggest event ever uh at Wembley Stadium and our pay-per-view business took off it was a huge huge increase over anything we'd ever done on pay-per-view by expanding the calendar responsibly and having eight pay-per-view events uh we've had a huge increase in business and it's worked out really really well for us and uh 2024 I think will be more of the same in a good way we'll continue to put our foot on the gas pedal with uh, the great events we've put on like I said responsibly I'm not going to uh, you know, change it to 10 million pay-per-views or something. I think we've really found a great cadence and a great schedule. And uh, that's why it's been such a great success, expanding the calendar and uh, growing the business the way we have. And now our TV, you know, like I said, Dynamite's our flagship show. And to bring it back to Daly's Place, which has been really the home of AEW and the home of Dynamite, it makes so much sense. So I'm very excited for this Wednesday, January 10th, to come back to Daly's Place for Sting's last match. Well, Tony Khan, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on Going Ringside. We're so happy to talk to you. Thanks, Scott. Great to see you. So I was so glad Tony there could sit down and talk to us and really give us an overview of how AEW is doing going into 2024. And for Going Ringside, we've got a lot going on in 2024. A lot of big guests, a lot of big subjects. In just the next few weeks, in the month of January going into February, some big guests. That would include Eddie Kingston in a few days. The baddest man on the planet, Haku, or you knew him as Ming in WCW. What many people consider the most legit, toughest wrestler in real life of all time. We're also going to be joined by Teddy Long, the former SmackDown general manager. So a lot of excitement on the horizon for Going Ringside. Once again, just search Going Ringside on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a TikTok and Instagram channel called At Going Ringside. Give us a follow there. We're putting out exclusive content about the wrestling world every single day, content you won't see here on the podcast. So give us a follow there. But I appreciate you joining us today and hope you have a good week. This has been Going Ringside with The Local Station, brought to you every Wednesday on your favorite podcast player, on News 4 Jax Plus, as well as the News 4 Jax YouTube channel.